WBNE. Hello, and welcome to episode 62, all about mini partings. Chapter 6, book 6 of Return of the King, being the 62nd part of That's What I'm Talking About. My name is Mary Clay, and if that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And psych, fool me once. Shame. Wait, no, let's reverse that. Um, hi, whatever. It's Mary Clay from the future. This is part two of the chapter discussion that I did with Ezra and Lane on mini partings because there was many things to talk about. If you can imagine that, was that even grammatically correct? I don't know. Hang on, I gotta sneeze. <laughs> Cool. Fall allergies. Love it. Um, Anyway, yeah, if you didn't listen to part one, what are you doing? Go back to last week's episode and listen to that and then come back and listen to this episode covering the second half of Mini Partings, which is a fantastic chapter. And if you've already done that, then awesome on with the episode. So Gimli and Legolas go off or they all leave. Yeah, Gimli and Legolas are like, all right, well, we'll see you. Uh, Gimli says, we will send word when we will send word when we may and some of us may yet meet at times. But I fear that we shall not all be gathered together again. Ever again, he actually says. And I'm like, thanks for that, bud. Yeah, it's like a just an acknowledgement that this will never be the same when we talked about this um in terms of when we went through this in terms of like the actors because the actors became such good friends and got like matching tattoos that were the 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 word nine and elvish like they had this friendship that transcends like what most you know core group of actors have in a film and I was like, I. It's crazy that they. You'll watch appendices from the films and stuff, and they have this same kind of moment where, like, we're probably Aww. never all going to be together again in the same mm-hmm. way. And then you know, you have like people like uh, Christopher Lee passes away. Um, um. Oh my gosh. Ian Holm. Ian Holm. Thank you. I was saying. I was gonna say Bilbo died. Well, Ian Holm passes away. Yeah, and and it's like, oh god, like Ian McKellen's not gonna live forever. You know, like these oh, people are going don't to. Don't you say that? I know. <laughs> hey, when Viggo Mortensen passes, I will wear black for a year. Um, but like, you know, you have this realization that these guys, these this this group of people, these guys and these girls, like they spent so much time together on uh, the other side of the world in a place most people didn't even know about before Lord of the Rings and they had a, a similar type of bond to the story. And I think that's part of why the movies work so well is they were almost in a similar, not to a way lesser extent, but like a an impossible yeah. task mm-hmm. they were given to adapt books that everyone said you can never make a movie out of it. Definitely not a successful movie and they did and to think about them having to say goodbye, it's just... It's wild, and I think we can all put ourselves in that place where we've we've had a great oh, yeah. experience. We have, mm-hmm. or or you know, um, friend a, a really great friend moves away, and you're not sure if you'll love it'll ever be the same again. And I know both of, both of us have had that experience, mm-hmm. and and you do, you're like, wow, it's you have these different phases in life and seasons, and they come and go, and that's it's just a reaffirming uh, notion to to try and be as present as possible and appreciate each moment and to realize you might never live it again. And yeah, Tolkien, definitely a message he sends time and time again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then uh, Treebeard takes Pippin and Mary aside for a minute. And oh, God bless them all. I love it. Uh, Last of all, Mary and Pippin said goodbye to the old Ent and he grew gayer as he looked at them. Well, my merry folk, he said, will you drink another draft with me before you go? (laughs) And they sit for a while 
and they drink and and have a nice little moment together. And he said, finally, he says, take care, take care, for you have already grown since I last saw you. <laughs> yeah. And they all, yeah, they all kind of laugh. And then he also says, and don't forget that if you hear any news of the Entwives in your land, you will send word to me. Gosh. And I'm like, oh. Because I think, um, I think, yeah, Gandalf makes a, is it now maybe even? Gandalf said earlier, he's like, well, all of the land now is, you know, it's not evil anymore. So if you guys run out of room here, eventually you can go somewhere else and, and grow and prosper. And right. and Treebeard is like, well, we're ne- the, the ints are not going to grow anymore mm-hmm. because uh, we lost the ent wives. <laughs> How do you lose a woman? You forget to cherish her. Yeah, no entings. Yeah, there's no entings. Yeah. He says there that yeah, yeah the woods yeah. may spread, but not not the ends. Yeah, and and mm-hmm. like you said, Mary Clay, another um, example of him like tying up these stories that we had forgotten about. You know, like re- re- referencing back to oh yeah, they had that conversation about the ant wives and yeah. Yeah, it's one of those questions that if I ever got to like talk to Tolkien, oh, I yeah. would I would ask him where are the ant wives, <laughs> and he would say. You're you're thinking too hard about it. It's just yeah, a story. I, you know, like, yeah. I just I I will still always stand firm that the ant wives just do not do not want to be found, and they're <laughs> yeah. having a they're having a grand old time wow. by themselves wherever they are. You know. Oh, that's great. Um, so they move on from Isengard and reach the gap of Rohan, and again. <laughs> My heart breaks and I legitimately just didn't think I would be the, I would like feel the kind of sadness that I felt when I was reading the chapter, but I did. Um, Aragorn has to leave now. And it says the hobbits were grieved at this parting for Aragorn. Oh my God. For Aragorn had never failed them and he had been their guide through many perils. And I was like, oh my God, he's been with them Mm -hmm. since... Since he met them in Bree. Yeah. And essentially and kind of saved them there in a way. I mean, they would have been oh, SOL without them. Yep. Yes. Yes. They would be very dead hobbits yeah. without yeah. Aragorn. Yep. And Pippin says, this is just funny for like our 2020 minds. Mm-hmm. I wish we could have a stone that we could all see our friends in <laughs> yeah. and that we could speak to them from far away. <laughs> right. And I was like... Oh man, Tolkien would lose his mind if we told him about Zoom. <laughs> he would yeah, hate it. Right? He would hate it. Yeah, yeah. Or, or did he know? Right? Did he? Did he Ooh, he did he own? call it? Could, could he see into the future? I don't know. Did he have a Zoom of his own back then? Don't we don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's just so funny that they're like, "Oh, I wish we could we could all see each other." Obviously, so yeah. Pippin here is talking about the Stone of Orthanc that they that uh, he had looked into at the. At some point in Two Towers. I don't remember It was his precious. He kind of got obsessed with it, yeah. Um, But I just, yeah, I just love that little line. I wish we could all see our friends and that we could speak (laughs) to them from far away. (laughs) Oh, how far we have come. Yeah. Yeah. Aragorn says, I have the stone still and I'll keep an eye on you. Um, However, do not forget, Peregrine Took, that you are a knight of Gondor and I do not release you from your service. (laughs) You are going now on leave, but I may recall you. And I love that, that he's like, just holding on, uh-uh, man, yep. you're still in my army. I'm not going to let you go so fast. <laughs> Could you imagine being, being, being called upon one more time? <laughs> it's like smoking pipe weed. He's drinking ale back in the, the Shire. Call. Oh, are you serious? Like, oh, uh, there's an orc remnant we got to get rid of. 
Dang it. <laughs> and then like knowing just the hobbits and how how the whole journey started, how Frodo was like, oh no, I have to leave the Shire and take care of this ring. And then it was like several months later he left. Aragorn okay. would probably call Pippin and be like, hey, you have to come serve, um, serve Gondor again. And Pippin would be like, okay, be there um, as soon as I uh, finish this pipe. Yeah. And then like several months later. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, oh, gosh. Oh, my heart. This paragraph. God. Okay. When the, uh, With that, they parted, and it was then the time of sunset. And when after a while they turned and looked back, they saw the king of the west sitting upon his horse with his knights about him. And the falling sun shone upon them and made all their harness to gleam like red gold. And the white mantle of Aragorn was turned to flame. Then Aragorn took the green stone and held it up, and there came a green fire from his hand. And and there 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 goes like kind of the last little little bit of our fellowship, aside from from the hobbits and Gandalf. With a green flash. Oh. Yeah. It is also amazing too. I mean, obviously because the journey they're taking back, but you're losing them in the same order that you're gaining them. You know, the members of the <gasps> fellowship and everything. And it feels very fitting that way. Um, oh, and, 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 I didn't even think of that. Yeah. That's great. And then also to think about how the first time, this is where I'm like, go ahead. You got him. I knew you were going to get emotional. Like he, this is his, I mean, whew. first time we saw him, right? We didn't like the looks of him. We didn't trust him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And what was inside the whole time was this right here. This is who Aragorn has always been. Yeah. And then for this to be the last image where what's on the outside, whatever, whatever they see to match perfectly this man they've grown to know and love is just, it's mm-hmm. too much. It's too much. I also, okay, on a side note too, this is going to be a spoiler for the film. They don't, <laughs> <laughs> they don't use this green stone. Can I say that? Is it okay? Yeah, that's fine. And um, I hate that they didn't. And I think they missed a really good opportunity because uh, New Zealand jade Panamo or Pon- Ponamu is a stone that is like one of the most beautiful green stones you've ever seen. They filmed it in New Zealand. They could have easily made a really cool <laughs> green stone for Aragorn and they didn't. And I'm still kind of upset about it. But anyway, I rant. That's okay. We all we all have those those like tiny small details about our yes. favorite characters that will just infuriate you. Yeah, but they wanted, never they never get right. One of the green. Um. But yeah, man, oof, what a moment. And yeah. it's just like so rapidly, like I can't believe that it's it's coming to an end, this yep. journey that they've all gone on together. All right, so they start passing through the Misty Mountains and it says, as they came out again into the open country at sundown, they overtook an old man leaning on a staff and he was clothed in rags of gray or dirty white and at his heels went another beggar, slouching and whining. Well, Saruman, said Gandalf, where are you going? (laughs) (laughs) There he is. And I, oh man, I loved this. It yeah, was so, it was so funny for him to just be like, "Hey, Saruman, what you doing there, bud?" Yep. And Saruman is uh, bitter, as as we could have guessed, and is like, "Oh, I see what you've done. You've been tracking me, and you're here to to take pleasure in how how far I've fallen." And Galadriel, savage, says, <laughs> "Saruman, we have other errands and other cares that seem to us more urgent than hunting." For you. <laughs> 
I love that. That she's like, we have way more important things to be caring about than your fall from grace, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she tells him how she sh- how he should see it. Like, this is good luck that we're here. Mm-hmm. It's good fortune that we're here, right? He's like almost dead, and they're like, "Come with us." Once again, showing you know, showing mercy, mercy yeah. taking yeah. pity on on someone like we were talking about. They're like, "Come with us. Us, we'll save you. You'll you know whatever get healthier, right? I guess." And Saruman is just so dead set in his ways, and he's like, "You've destroyed. You don't know what you've done, but you've destroyed the world, and everything as we know it is going to come to an end. And this is terrible." Yeah. And we t- and just refuses to come with them. We talked about Saruman like his so in the way that Tolkien rewards pity or mercy, another word for it. Like I think he shows through Saruman that uh, pride is like the ultimate. Yeah. That's just mm-hmm. what he, he's holding on. He's holding on to his pride. He will not humble himself in any regard, and it it's not working out for him. And his pride refuses him to see that, and it's just. But it's pain, it's like almost painful because you you almost I mean if if you're looking at these these great characters you're like well they, even they have pity on them maybe I should too like maybe there's some some good that and you saw that like when uh, when Gandalf first kind of entreated him after Orthanc had been destroyed the the ants had done their thing and you're like hold on a second what if these two wizards join forces wow which is what I thought was gonna happen the yeah, whole time right right <laughs> and it, his pride wouldn't let him do it then. His pride won't even let him mm-hmm. be saved now. And you just think, yeah. man, there's a lesson there. But it's it's like, what could have been? You, you ask yourself, what could have been? Yeah. 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 That's why I, my like prediction going into two towers was, oh, well, obviously we're going to find Saruman. We're going to slap him out of his evil trance. Kid. And he's going to join forces with us. Yeah. And we're going to. Yeah, defeat Sauron with this dude. Awesome. And that didn't happen at all. And I was like, oh, okay. So I guess Gandalf is just like the only wizard now. Flying solo. Yeah. I mean, that's all we need. You know, Gandalf. That's true. I mean, mean, it's true. true. Yeah, Yeah. he's the man. He's boss. He is the man. He is the man. Um, And again, going back to like taking pity and showing mercy on someone when they... Saruman's like, oh, I'm going to... We're going to go, but wouldn't you at least uh, give a... Give a little bit of pipe weed to a, a hopeless beggar. Oh and Frodo's like, ah, well, I don't have any. And of course, Mary's like, I do. Right, right. <laughs> and what a good dude. He says, you can have what I have left. And he gives him his bag. And it was what they had taken from Isengard. And Saruman's like, this isn't yours. Like, you stole this from me. Blah, blah, blah. And he says, long may your land be short of leaf. And Mary says, "Thank you. In that case, I will have my pouch back." <laughs> and he's like, "You can take, you can take the weed, but give me back my pouch if you're gonna put that evil on us. May our land be short of leaf. Yeah. Don't you put that evil on us? Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? That's like the, the worst thing you could say to a hobbit, too. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was real bad. Yeah. The only thing worse be like, may your tables forever be empty and your cups be dry. Yeah. Like that's the only." Only other May thing. you only have one breakfast. Yeah, no. Oh, jeez. <laughs> May your meals be limited. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad too. Yeah. Oh man, but I just I just love that little moment of Mary first showing that little bit of like pity and kindness, immediately followed by Mary being hilarious and being <laughs> yeah. like, "Well, give me my pouch back yeah. then, if you're going to be mean about it." Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, jeez. So they keep walking onward, and they reach. Uh, the gates of Moria and they're stopping to rest and 
when they start to get going again, this is when Galadriel and Celeborn now leave the group. Mm. And I was like, no! Oh, Galadriel! And I guess Celeborn, no! (laughs) Her shadow. Yeah. Man. And... So it says, says, but at length all was said, and they parted again for a while until it was time for the three rings to pass away. Quickly, fading into the stones in the shadows, the gray-cloaked people of Lorien. Oh, I guess I should. Yeah, the rest of the elves, I guess, have been with Mm -hmm. them. They're they're going back to Lorien. The shadows, the gray-cloaked people of Lorien rode towards the mountains. And those who were going to Rivendell sat on the hill and watched until there came out of the gathering mist a flash. And then they saw no more. Frodo knew that Galadriel had held aloft her ring in token of farewell. Oh, goodbye, Galadriel. Goodbye, elves. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun having you around. <laughs> I know. I know you guys said that like the elves were were creepy and kind of scary. I really loved the elves just because they added a bit of like whimsy. I don't know. Like they're they like the wild card. They keep for things me, interesting. Where, like, yeah. Exactly. And yeah. it's mostly yeah. me that doesn't like elves. As loves them, I just they creep me. I don't know why. They unsettle me. Don't they unsettle you? No. Well, no, I just think they're, I don't know. They're, they're mysterious. I like the mystery. I like, you would have fallen in love with an elf, wouldn't you? I don't know. I don't, yeah, I, you I don't know. If it, I don't yeah, know. you would have. I mean, uh, not, not sure. So, cause like the part that I have underlined is the fact that all of these wise counselors went and sat on a hillside and didn't really even talk to each other, but yet almost in some odd way were connected. And it says, yeah. you know, um, yeah, because they had they had journeyed um, they had journeyed thus far by the west ways, for they had much to speak of with Elrond and Gandalf, and they lingered there to converse with their friends. Um, let's see. Often, long after the hobbits were wrapped in sleep, they would sit together under the stars, recalling the ages that were gone and all of their joys and labors in the world, or holding counsel uh, concerning the days to come. So, like, they just have this bond, like years worth mm-hmm. of like council business that they were sitting on and and this is it like for them in a weird way they're like these leaders who were overseeing things in all of middle earth and kind of in in some odd way like gandalf is is i mean he's he's in everyone's business he's doing all sorts of stuff and and the wizards were trying to guide and help uh men but now this is this is the end they they sit there and they know they're gonna go their own their own way so i don't know just kind of a you know moment it's not it's not one of those moments where we're gonna cry about or we're gonna you know uh, but it's it's interesting i think i remember you saying like you wish you could go sit on that hill and just watch i wanted to sit with them i wanted to sit right there and he and like figure out what was going on Mm -hmm. you know so yeah i totally totally relate to that um i just wanted i just like i really wish that we had gone uh with with the story i really wish we had gone back to lorian one more time because those were some of my favorite chapters or when we were with the elves and lothlorian Mm. and much like uh the much like the fellowship were experienced when they were there it felt like we were in a different world and it was like a different time and Mm. everything seemed like it was safer there and nicer and the elves are just such interesting people. So I wish that like we could have gone with them to Lorien, but alas, we cannot because we must, we must go on to I'm curious Rivendell. though. Can, I'm curious. Can I ask a question? Cause you love, you love that aspect of the story. What did you think? Maybe I should save it for the end, but what did you think of Tom Bombadil's house? Oh my God, I love him. Okay, we do too. We are obsessed with Tom B and Goldberry, and 
We think he might be he... God. We don't know. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 Okay. I love. I think. I think it's that. Like I. I love chaotic neutral characters, and like I think Tom Bombadil is a chaotic neutral, and uh, pro- maybe even the elves are. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe like follow a little bit that way, and um, shoot, who was? Oh, another character that I was thinking about recently um, since I, I've been watching Legend of Korra again now that it's on Netflix and there's a character in there um, named Varric. Julie, do the thing! And he is an insane character who is a he, was, he is a complete like true chaotic neutral and he is hilarious and doesn't care which side he's working on almost hmm. but it's just so fun to see those kinds of characters come into play because they you just never know what's going to happen and they like bring such new and different energy to the to the scene but yeah tom tom bombadil what what an enigma yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, absolutely but i figured if you liked the elves and like the how the pace slowed down that you probably would have loved that yeah it's like they step out of time a little bit when they go to tom's house or into Mm -hmm. lovelorian you know they could almost be be their own stories which i think is is why some people and i totally understand it too don't like it as much because it feels kind of separated in a way but for me, yeah. this mm-hmm. quest is so difficult and not everything. Most of what you read is like, oh my gosh, when are we going to get some good news? That you hold on to those times. You hold on to yeah. times in Lothlorien. You hold hold on to times in Tom Bombadil's house. Exactly, you remember yeah. the Shire and it helps you like get through. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, I and this whole this whole chapter, I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, but when they have to, when they leave Rivendell and they go back on their way to the Shire, I'm like, hmm. So we've been we've been stopping at all of our <laughs> old stomping grounds along the way, and we've been meeting up with old characters. I really hope we stop and see Bombadil. I I've been told like from the beginning that no, this is a character who comes in for two chapters. He's insane the entire time, and that's it. You will never, you know, hmm. see him again or whatever. But there is there is still that that little part of me little that hope. hopes maybe he'll come in one more time and do something insane and then just like disappear into the woods again. I cannot <laughs> wait it. for you to, to finish this. <laughs> I mean, I cannot wait. This is this is fun. Man, yeah. This is cool. Um so they get to they get to Rivendell and there is Bilbo. Ah, uh, <laughs> Bilbo. Um, they found him all alone in his little room. It was littered with papers and pens and pencils, but Bilbo was sitting in a chair before a small bright fire. He looked very old, but peaceful and sleepy. Mm-hmm. And I was really relieved at this because from what Arwen had said, I thought he was like on his deathbed Gone. or something. Yeah, but yeah. like, he's just being a, a cute old sleepy man now, <laughs> this yeah. whole time in Rivendell. Yeah. And he said uh, he opened his eyes and looked up as they came in. Hello, hello, he said. So you've come back. And tomorrow's my birthday, too. How <laughs> clever of you. Do <laughs> yeah, you know like, I planned. shall be 129? And in one year more, if I'm spared, I shall equal the old Took. I should like to beat him, but we shall see. And... It said, I hate this. It says, after the celebration of Bilbo's birthday, it's also Frodo's birthday. Excuse me, guys. (laughs) Classic Bilbo. But I just, I just love this, you know, reunion with him where you walk in, where we last left him. He was like, I'm going to stay here and write stories of what you guys have done so far. And when you come back, you can tell me and I'll write it again. And I love that, like, his room is 
sketch. It looks insane. I imagine it's similar to what Tolkien's office looked like when he was writing Lord yeah. of the Rings. Yeah. It, can I say it's, uh, it's sort of like, um, yeah, you're right. They get to they get to enjoy him. He's not on his deathbed. Um, he's he's still there. He's still got a little bit of a even as he's sleeping. You'll see here in a sec that when he goes to sleep, he's still kind of got like one eye open to see if anybody <laughs> notices he's sleeping yeah. type of thing. Um, so we can still enjoy him. And it's almost just like the cares. Like, I don't know what it says about like him being like like the one thing on his mind. Right. Is that birthday and is passing this person. That's that's it. That's the world. That is that is what he is. He's caring about. Because he's that old. It's just like, it's kind of interesting to me. It's, for me too, I, I think about uh, if I if I can live that long, like it'll, I, there's a part of me that when I see people who've lived a long time and they're, you know, sitting comfortably, I'm like, it'd be so nice to just wander in and out of sleep. Because I, I have a, a, like a lot of trouble sleeping. Uh, listeners, uppers yeah. will know that. <laughs> but um, like, I just can't imagine just, like you said, he's at ease, man. He's at peace. Yeah. And he's lived this He's lived a remarkable life, a, rem- a remarkable life. And does he have time for one more journey? I don't know. Like, does he have that left in him? <laughs> I don't know. I, right. Yeah. <laughs> and what is it? I don't know. Yeah. He's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is the, that's the other part that worries me. It's like, I I hope that what Aro was, ta- she was either talking about one journey left to the Shire and that's all he has in him or when she like the metaphorical journey of of death <laughs> like mm-hmm. of life mm-hmm. going into the afterlife and those are two very different kinds of journeys yeah. Yeah. Yes. so i guess we'll just have to see um but yeah i like that we we come to him and he is he can, yeah he falls in and out of sleep the entire time that they're there and talking to him and he at one point he says like this is a really good place for me to be right now because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm with, he's like, I'm here in Rivendell. I'm with the elves. There's this cozy fire yeah. in my cozy room. They bring me. I think it even says that he what? Uh, let's see. Yeah. He was still he was still very punctual as a rule, and he seldom failed to wake up in time for them. So all the meals that they bring him, he makes sure to wake up for, and he's he's just enjoying his yeah. like retirement essentially and, here in Rivendell. And they're even there towards the end of the year, like it gets into October. And that's one thing I I, I love that he does is he he I think more than anyone I've ever read, and I'm not super well read, but. I, I can't imagine someone doing it better. The way he describes seasons and the way he describes yes. the weather. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I still think when I see the ragged rain clouds, I think about his description of, of ragged, the way he, I, I, I use his phrases. And um, he talked about September came in with golden days and silver nights. He talks here about October. Uh, I'm sorry. The weather was still calm and fair after one of the most lovely summers that people could remember, but October had come and soon must... Uh, and must break soon and begin to rain and blow again. And just, he has such a way of like, it gets you into mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the mood of the world and you can put yourself into that feeling of October. Like, you know, it's still kind of nice, but it's going to start breaking soon. And, um, yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I love how he does exactly, that. Yeah. It takes time to do it, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And when they're um, in the, in fellowship of the ring, uh, those first couple chapters when we're, when we're still in the Shire with Frodo, he does a really good job of describing what it's like to be specifically in the Shire yeah. and that like that's the best that's one of the best times of year to be in yes. the Shire during the fall and autumn and get to see all these colors and get to like feel 
it's the golden hour every hour yeah. of the day essentially yeah. Yeah. and like all this is doing is make me really want it to be fall again because yeah, right. i right. i love october i love halloween and i just i want all of those autumnal vibes coming my way because there's there's not there's not much to, more to look forward to these days. <laughs> right. You're talking to the man who would dress himself totally in flannel if it were socially acceptable. They, they call me the flannel wizard. Yeah. So, so. the only reason I'm not <laughs> right now is it was extremely hot Love out it. today. So I, yeah, I'm sure. I want to get made fun of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I 100% approve. Same, yeah. same. I, I would also wear flannel every day of my life if I could. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they're talking to Bilbo and they're recounting the tale. I love this. Uh, at first he pretended to take some notes, but he often fell asleep. And when he woke up, he would say, how splendid, how wonderful. But where were we? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love him. Then they went on with the story from the point where he had begun to <laughs> nod. I love, I love old man Bilbo. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Um, and he talks about when they start talking about Aragorn and Arwen getting married he says I was invited to the wedding of course I have waited for it long enough but somehow when it came, somehow when it came to it I found I had so much to do here and packing is such a bother Isn't it the truth though I love that that's it's old Bilbo and that's how I feel now. now right right it's like as yeah, a 30 year old <laughs> yeah I'd really like, like to go it's, so, all, it's just so much work yeah we're in quarantine you know i mean <laughs> is it worth the risk should i stay home and drink some beer and eat some pizza yeah. i don't know yeah. maybe yeah it's like i have a lot on my plate here <laughs> right. i was planning to watch uh you know maybe a <laughs> uh, random movie on netflix right, right. and uh have have some white claws it's a white claw <laughs> night i'm feeling <laughs> yeah um so they stay there for a bit celebrate you know celebrate bilbo's birthday um Oh, this was the description I really, talking about the weather. When nearly a fortnight had passed, Frodo looked out of his window and saw that there had been a frost in the night and the cobweb and the cobwebs were like white nets. Yeah, yeah. And I love that because I was like, ooh, it's reminding me of Halloween. Oh, where yeah, sure. I went, I, you know, I went to some stores today and they had started putting like trick or treat candy bags are out oh my god right now at walmart and i was like i had to restrain myself from buying one just just for me <laughs> to eat <laughs> like mm. and i i know that like stores put things out super early but i'm still excited to see it you know mm -hmm. and they just have this feeling yeah that it's it's time to go mm -hmm. it's time to go back to the shire and uh, uh elrond says that he's gonna stay Luckily, Gandalf is going to come. Oh, my God. I love this. I think I shall come, too. At least as far as Brie. I want to see Butterbur. <laughs> and for listeners who don't remember or people who um, haven't read the books or, or whatever, or people who weren't as absolutely furious as I was when we got to that point in the story, um, Butterbur is the barman in Brie who Gandalf gave a note to send to the Shire to tell the hobbits, hey, come to Bree and I'll meet you here. And Butterbur forgot. <laughs> I, I almost think that we, like, so Tolkien has these threads where we see, like, the origins of, um, like, certain things, uh, like uh, the man in the moon uh, is referenced, and mm -hmm. it's, like, the where that song came from, you know. And I often wonder, like, does the term Butterfingers come from Butterbur? 
all he had to do was hand that hand that letter over and he dropped the yeah. ball yeah drop the ball yeah. yeah yeah um i made a lot of fun of his name at the time because i at the time i couldn't stop my i literally butter said beer. multiple times without even joking butterbeer exactly yes wow. <laughs> i kept saying butterbeer and then um i also you? think of in middle school, butterface was a very popular oh insult to call oh, someone man. a butterface. Wow. <laughs> I didn't hear that until so, college. Like, First time I ever heard that was college. I, and I, someone I, had I, to explain yeah. it to me. I was like, that's terrible. Middle schoolers. Middle schoolers <laughs> people. Yeah, it's yeah, bad. Oh, man. So, yeah, Butterbur is going to. And when um, I think when they meet gandalf up i think when they meet up with gandalf again and he finds out that butterbur never sent the letter (laughs) gandalf is like well i guess i have to kill him now (laughs) right (laughs) so Mm. gandalf is gonna is going to assumably go to brie and uh commit murder (laughs) um (laughs) and bilbo said he's like i'll I'll miss you I i understand you have to go um but i am getting very sleepy then he gave Frodo his mithril coke and stink. Oh, let me let me start that over. He says, but I'm getting very sleepy. Then he gave Frodo his mithril coat and sting, forgetting that he had already done so. And he gave him also three books of lore that he had made at various times, written in his spidery hand and labeled on their red backs, translations from the Elvish by B.B. And at first I was like, oh my God, is he giving him three books that are titled The Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, and Return of the King? (laughs) But no, they're Elvish translations that Bill has been working on in his old age i suppose um and he gives sam uh, a little bag of gold and he says may come in useful if you think of getting married sam mm, so <laughs> and cool. then oh, i love this i have nothing much to give you you young fellows said mary he said to mary and pippin except good advice and then he goes on forever giving <laughs> them whatever advice he can think of <laughs> Um, and then finally does give them two, yeah. uh, two pipes and says, think of me when you smoke. Mm. That's pretty cool. That's pretty neat that so he gave cool. those guys. It's, it is as if he, he knew what each of them would need or want or whatever. I kind of think mm-hmm. he thought about this a lot, like a while back and those were ready for when they came back. I don't know. And the cool thing is we, like when we first meet him in this book or uh, not this book, Fellowship of the Ring, he's giving gifts. It's his birthday. It's the right, Hobbit's yes. custom to give to give gifts to others on their birthday, and and it's it goes to what Ez was talking about the thoughtfulness. He, I'm sure he thought it up because his hilarious, sarcastic, like uh, meaningful gifts for the party were like he gave um, a a what was it like a bookshelf to the guy who always took his books and never returned them. His, uh, his, I think it was like his will or something. Yeah. 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 Savage. Yeah. He He was was great. He is so, um, witty and, uh, thoughtful. And he's uh, Mm -hmm. like, you imagine Bilbo, there's always an intention unless he's caught off guard. It's understandable. Like he is intentional about what he's doing. So yeah, fair bet. He probably thought that out. Yeah. I also like that. It said the, the, the gold that he gave to Sam was the smog vintage. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Last drop of it. Hilarious. (laughs) Like, yeah, uh, 
Mm. Which is also a reference to the beginning too, because they they talked about how the young hobbits would think that there was buried, you know, there jewels and gold and in Bag End, and they would try to dig in and like you know like dig into this his home from other tunnels and yeah. And we we never really even talked much about it or saw it, but all of a sudden here he 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 acted as if he didn't have any, (laughs) yet we know that he did, Uh, and so that's that's something else. Uh, Yeah, and I also I also just like. This idea of Frodo humoring Bilbo, being like, "Oh, thank you so much for this yeah. armor and sword right. that I've been Using. wearing for the last uh-huh. year to yeah. already." <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, and then suddenly he nodded and went to sleep for a little. And when he woke up again, he said, "Now where were we? Yes, of course, giving presents." Which reminds me, what's become of my ring, Frodo, <sighs> that you took away? And I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> I was like, they're gonna tell him that he de- that they destroyed it, and he's gonna lose his mind mm. and is gonna go all like creepy, mm. scary, possessed Bilbo. Yeah, right. But luckily, it's a lot more lighthearted than that. He says, "I have lost it, Bilbo dear. I got rid of it. You know, what a pity. I should have liked to see it again. But now, how silly of me. That's what you went for, wasn't it? <laughs> to get rid of it. <laughs> and he uh. he's like." He goes down memory lane kind of and is like, isn't that so weird that you went to go destroy the ri- to get rid of the ring uh-huh. and you got into all of this other stuff. You got into Aragorn's affairs and the White Council and Gondor and the horsemen and Southrons and Oliphants. Did you really see one, Sam? And caves and towers and golden trees and goodness knows what besides. Mm. And it really is crazy to like think back on all the, the shenanigans yeah. that, that ensued. Remember that time... We destroyed a ring. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Um, he once again is like, I'm content to stay here. The fire's very cozy here. The food's very good. And there are elves when you want them. What more could one want? Mm. And then he once again sings the, uh, the road goes ever on and on verse that he was singing when he was leaving yeah. the, the Shire yeah. at first. And this part, is also very sentimental and special because of um, Ian Holmes' death, I think, mm-hmm. um, the actor who played Bilbo in the Lord of the Rings movies. So I'll, I'll kind of read that out here kind of in, in honor of him. The road goes ever on and on out from the door where it began. Now far ahead the road has gone. Let others follow it who can. Let them a journey new begin. But I at last with weary feet will turn towards the lighted inn my evening rest and sleep to meet. And it says, as Bill, uh, he says that he's murmured uh, the last words, his head dropped on his chest and he slept soundly. Mm-hmm. And for yeah. a moment, I was like, did, did, did Bilbo just die? <laughs> the road was died. ever on and on. And he I, just, the end. he goes I on a spiritual road. I mean, he's... <laughs> Because it, it was the phrase, mm. the inclusion of the phrase last words. And I was like, oh, my oh, God, yeah. those were his last wow. words. I was like, you can't sit. You can't put that in Tolkien and then say he went to sleep. I'm like, no, I thought he was dead. Yeah, Blessedly, great. he isn't because you turn the page and like half a second later, he wakes up again. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see. Well, yeah, it's actually yeah, they're talking about him a little bit. Oh, right? that's right. Yeah. I don't think, Mr. Frodo, that he's done much writing. While we've been away, um, he won't write our story now. And at that, Bilbo opened an eye. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> He's right. Like, You're talking about me, right? He knows. That's why I see that like sleepy Bilbo, who's kind of like it's almost like 
He's Sometimes got I key phrases he's tuned in to. Yeah, it's yeah. like he heard, well, I heard my name. I, I picture him opening his like one eye a little bit, like he like he like he closed his eyes, like he drifted asleep, but yet yeah. did it almost not intentionally, that's, but that's perfect, yeah. I don't know. That's perfect. Yeah, and he says he tells them to collect all my notes and papers and my diary too, and take them with you if you will. You see, I haven't much time for the selection in the arrangement of all that. Get Sam to help, and when you've knocked things into shape, come back and I'll run it over. I won't be too critical. And this is really obviously Tolkien couldn't have possibly known it, but I'm sure it's super reminiscent to his son Christopher collecting all of his of of jrr's notes mm-hmm. to to piece together uh, and make sense of to kind of Again, like he was kind of uh, telling the future he's like hey one of yeah. you is gonna have to clean up my mess i've made people are gonna want <laughs> these stories finished and i'm not gonna i know how much i have in my mind and i'm not gonna be able to outlive it yeah I think you're spot. I yeah. even have, I wrote in my margin, I said his relationship with Christopher, question mark. I, it was the same kind of vibes. It's yes. almost like he's, I, I, th- I obviously think that there's a lot of him that is in Bilbo. Just, just the, even, even when he talks about the spidery mm-hmm. hand, you look at like Tolkien's handwriting, it was very spidery. It was a great way to describe it. And yeah, I think that's I think it's spot on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they go to leave, Elrond takes Frodo aside and says, I think, Frodo, that maybe you will not need to come back unless you come very soon. For about this time of the year, when the leaves are gold before they fall, look for Bilbo in the woods of the Shire. I shall be with him. So Elrond says he's going to bring Bilbo back. I'm hoping to God that he means alive. (laughs) Yeah, We'll see. Uh I'm praying that like this isn't like a moment of um oh yeah i'm gonna bring uh i'm gonna bring bilbo back to the shire come look for us in the fall and then frodo is like all right time to meet bilbo again and then it's just elrond standing there with a coffin (laughs) that would be uh, yeah i mean that'd be dark he's old he's old he's old that's what it's Uh, it's made me really scared arwen's comment and, and you're so. kind of anxious probably too because the ring is gone, right? I and mean, you know that like as long as that ring was around, there was something that sort of helped prolong his life, even the re- lasting effects. But now that power is gone. So you're like, crap, time is going to move even faster for him. Yeah. It's going to go downhill quick. Maybe. Yeah. Most Mostly I'm just like very sad because we've had, I mean, what is this? Pa- this is page n- in my book, 966. And in all of these 900 pages, it never once occurred to me that Bilbo could be someone who could die. Like, I was always like, I mean, I'm sure that, like, Aragorn and Frodo and Gandalf aren't, I mean, Gandalf did die, technically, whatever. But, like, yeah. I was, like, thinking of all the ways that a character could die tragically or something could go wrong or there could be a twist or whatever. And it never occurred to me that Bilbo could be one to die. Because I, I don't know, I just kind of, which is what, which is why I'm also... Like it's it's very sad to have to say goodbye to Bilbo right now, um, given that we've had so many good, but like the cha- the the title of the chapter, many partings, mm-hmm. many partings indeed. Yeah. So it's, I just think it's so cool that y- you've made it this long, this long, and you don't know. Yeah, that is enviable, man. Like I wish oh, I could go back it's in time. Taking a lot of work. <laughs> and be, yeah, but it's but it's 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 amazing. Like to to think, wow, well, to to go back to reading these end chapters and the whole thing for the first time. It, it, that was the best. I mean, I, I get different things out of it now, but that was the easily the most 
cemented in my in my mm-hmm. memory was yeah. reading those on I I mean I would lay down on our couch it'd be like in the evenings or on the weekends I would spend entire Sundays just going through chapters and just glued to it and not understanding half the references but just yeah. I remember that first <laughs> time of reading it and thinking man this is such a good story so that's I mean like that's incredible uh hats yeah. off to and you like that's an amazing achievement yeah and yeah. like I'm I'm really relieved that I still have The Hobbit to read after this because I I kind of started things in reverse order where I started with Fellowship. So I'm very glad that like after having to say goodbye to Bilbo here and he's like in his old age and is probably going to die soon. I at at the very least I after this I will get to go back and read The Hobbit and I'm very much looking forward to that because Bilbo is like he was that first chapter that I read in Fellowship at his birthday party and he pieces out of his own birthday party after insulting yeah. everyone there. Yeah, it's pretty it, epic. It's just so great. So I'm I'm really glad that I get The Hobbit to to look forward to for for more of Bilbo. But yeah, that so that brings us to the end of this chapter and the the end of the episode. Um, do you guys are there any like random stray thoughts or, or anything you wanted to share about the chapter that we? lost over or you didn't get to share well i i kind of like your your humor uh in in <laughs> the way you you approach these chapters i really do because i started thinking to myself um there's all those moments and this is i was thinking about talking and maybe you show up to a relative's house right and they're like stay a bit why don't you hang out and like stay with us it's like well look we got to get going <laughs> i mean like like i thought about that as you were with tree beard. Through a tree, yeah, tree beard, yeah, yeah. yeah, and they're just like, look, nah, you know, we're good. Yeah, if we stay any longer, we're gonna be here till tomorrow <laughs> right, or the next right. day. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta get out of I here. I think so especially I thought, with funny. the ints, they knew that too. Oh yeah, that if they yeah. stayed, they're gonna be get talking, and it's gonna take a long time. And <laughs> yeah, it's just different too because it is like then, then a lot of this is you're on an epic quest and you're parting with these um, friends that you may not see like ever again, and it's just crazy i know people who like like i'm thinking of just things in our own life when you're leaving college and your friends lived across in another country or whatever and you got to say goodbye and we'll try to get you know hopefully we'll see each other again but we had four great years where we were just having a blast i mean it's it's different you know and then for tolkien like those just being in war and then having you know friends and, and whoever his friends uh that he lost and stuff and not being able to see them again. It's just crazy. So it is an emotional uh, chapter. Yeah. yeah it's almost mm-hmm. like you, you'd expect um, previous chapters to have been more emotional, but it's almost like, and they had moments of it, but there were like, you know, I'm thinking to the, the building up to the climax and even the climactic chapter Mount Doom. And you're like, uh, then the black gate opens. You're like, wow, that's going to be where I shed tears. That's where I'm going to get emotional. And this is what it's all been about. But it is, it's more like, you're so caught up in the energy and excitement and like what's going to happen in yeah. those chapters that you need a couple chapters to come down from that. And then you're like, Oh, what it's over. Yeah. But it's over. Uh-huh. Like, like we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're leaving now. Like, you know, because you think that like between these pages with some exceptions, like that's all the time you get with these characters, you know? And when their last scene is written, it's done. They're not coming back. There's not some standalone novel, you know, Tolkien didn't do it that way. So it is. It is like a goodbye to characters, and uh, yeah, it, it it I agree with you. It hits heavy. It's this is one I remember us t- um, like just it, these last few chapters. We didn't want to say goodbye. Yeah, like, like we, we took kept our going on. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, man, how do we do this? It's hard. Yeah. And they would have felt the same way. I'm sure. That's why you know between each paragraph, days had passed where they're just kind of taking their time on their way home. We don't want to rush this. We want to be able to say goodbye in a proper way. So. 
Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, this was a lot of fun. Thank you very much. This is cool. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming on. Uh, where? What would you guys like to plug and where can people find you on the internet? We are, uh, so we, we do a book club uh, for all the Tolkien universe. It's called uh, An Unexpected Podcast, Up Talking Tolkien. Um, we're, we finished uh, Lord of the Rings. We're getting ready actually in a couple weeks to get into The Hobbit. So you know you're talking about being excited to go into The Hobbit. And um, I had never read it before and I was going to go into it cold. Um, I had gotten, I'd always gotten like to a certain length and then been like, man, I can't, I can't do this. It doesn't compare to Lord of the Rings. But I was like, I, I, I want to read it all before we start. So I've been doing that in the last few weeks of uh, summer break before we go back. To, we're both teachers before we go back to school. And I have, I, I always do this. The most recent thing is my most favorite. But I think I like The Hobbit better than I like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and I haven't ever said that before. That's a valid answer. So this answer. is the first time. Wow. And I, I just because I, I want to be Aragorn, but I, <laughs> but I think I'm Bilbo. And, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> and the more I've gone on in life, I'm like, what's better than that? Like the more than anything in the world, I like being in my home. I like being here with my wife and my girls. I like knowing there's a good meal coming. I like making stuff, you know, like making a good meal. I like having friends over, a good drink, smoking a pipe. There's nothing better than that. Enjoying the simple uh-huh. pleasures of life. So it's made me connect with uh, Bilbo big time. But anyway, we're getting into The Hobbit. Uh, we have plans to move on from there to the Silmarillion. Uh, we talk about the show. We we have like a Facebook uh, community. Um, uh, what else, dude? I don't even know. Well, um, no, I think that's good. And actually, this is this is hilarious um, because I did not know that Lane was going to say that. That is... that is. Uh, well, yeah, I haven't told you yet. I haven't even, you yes, haven't told me right. yet. So, wow. so you know, Mary Clay, this is, this is crazy. I'm sitting here going like, wait a Revelations second. Revelations are being made today. <laughs> Everything I thought about Lane is just it's crumbling, crumbling down. crumbling around me. Um, <laughs> so there we go. We're going to talk about this afterwards. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah. So we, yeah, we're, we're getting ready to hop into The Hobbit and it's going to be a lot of fun. It is a, a reread technically. So uh, most of our listeners have read it before and are reading it. But um, so that's how we kind of phrase that. But uh, the face, you can follow us. It's at Up Talking Tolkien on, I think, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we also get into Narnia. Uh, we do a, um, a, and this is a first time read through. Um, it's as myself and my wife, Sarah, and we read, we're reading through all of the Narnia books. We've gotten through uh, Just Magician's Nephew so far. We're reading in chronological order, and mm. it is, it's awesome. Like it, it's been, uh, I think, C.S. Lewis is very underrated. I think a lot of people kind of try to reduce him to a certain almost like metaphorical read, but we are finding it to be like an amazing, amazing time. Um, yeah. Something we've always wanted to do that we've, and we always wanted to have like Sarah in a, in a podcast. And so we're able to do that. It's a blast, but we're getting ready to start um, uh, Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe soon. And nice. um, yeah. that is called Further Up. So up talking Tolkien and further up looking for Lewis. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I've been, I've been, you know, people have asked me if once I'm done with uh, Tolkien content, if I'll do the Chronicles of Narnia and Lewis stuff. Um, And, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe it it could be something where maybe I do it as a, as a bonus Patreon thing. But um, yeah, I'm like super fascinated by the, the relationship of Lewis and Tolkien and the influences that they've had on each other. So I'm sure it's like really fascinating to read the Chronicles of Narnia from the perspective of of huge Lord of the Rings fans too, because you're able to pick up probably on a lot of those. Cause when, when they, uh, in fellowship when they first even mentioned the idea of the ends, I was like, Oh, talking trees, like or yeah. walking and talking trees. Like, like how 
those showed up at the end of the Prince Caspian movie. And then oh, someone yeah. was like, well, yeah, Lewis and Tolkien were like BFF. Best so yep. yeah, it's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Um, another question I asked my guests is uh, what would you recommend to the listeners that you are enjoying right now? So whether it's a, a movie, a TV show, a book, oh, wow. etc. Gosh, I don't have to think. You got, about I'll it. give you think time. I'll give you think yeah, time. Yeah. We're teachers. Think time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I'm going to go most recent, and this is just, uh, okay, so I'm going back through, uh, Sarah and I both are going back through shows we've watched a while, a while back, but want to revisit. One of those is Short Poppies. Short Poppies is a, like, uh, mockumentary style uh, miniseries that Reese Darby did, um, and he is the band manager from Flight of the Concords. Reese Darby is a New Zealand comedian, and it's it's a show where he is so funny. It's a show where he plays every single lead character. They're just these outlandish, like stereotypical New Zealanders. And uh, it's fantastic. There's only like eight episodes and they're half an hour. So they're, they're so good. And then Sarah and I have been, oh my gosh, we went, we went from, we finished Pole Dark, the, uh, the PBS uh, masterpiece series with uh, Aiden right. Turner, mm-hmm. which is really good. Uh, we, before that we had been into Outlander and then now we're making our way back into a turn which is the AMC uh, Washington Spies show. And I, mm-hmm. it is so good. So good. I think, I think that was filmed in my hometown where I am now, Richmond, Virginia. I think it might have been that one. I don't know. But wow. um, want, definitely one of those like historic type shows was filmed here because it was one of those things that like that's cool. whenever whenever something is filmed in your city they like latch onto it oh yeah, <laughs> and yeah. right love to, the, you know bring it up so. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so that's what i have so far and then obviously the hobbit go read the hobbit it's fantastic um yeah 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 for for me so this is actually it's not not something i have read well okay let me start with um wheel of time a it, robert jordan wrote this series it's amazing uh 14 book series I've read it a couple times. I highly recommend going to read Wheel of Time. And uh, based on that, my our listeners have actually encouraged me to read a series called The Stormlight Archive, Brandon Sanderson's um, Stormlight Archive series, The uh. Way of Kings. Yeah, um, Words of Radiance, Oathbringer, and Rhythm of War. So I'm really excited to do that. They are massive uh, books, but I, someone told me if I can get through wheel of time and I can handle that, then this is going to be no problem. So I was like, okay, cool. All right. I'm, say, I'm down. Yeah. As so. soon as you said Brandon Sanderson, I was like, oh yeah, I can see cause why people would recommend that. Cause he's such a, yeah. um, prolific like fantasy author these days it feels like so yeah. and all of his all of his books i and series i think are have a reputation now for mm-hmm. being pretty hefty or something yeah. so that's what i'm talking about as a proud member of wbne you can learn more about the network by going to wbne.org where you will find other shows such as sincerely us our musical theater fan podcast dear listener today's gonna be a good day and here's why because today we're headed to broadway are we Okay, maybe not, but we're talking about Broadway. I'm Becca. And I'm Eni, and we host Sincerely Us, a podcast for the casual musical theater fan. We discuss everything from strong female characters, to Ben Platt, to individual shows, to Ben Platt, (laughs) to Act One finales and everything in between. We even have a few experts on to talk about their expertise in the realm of musical theater. It's an easygoing show for every theater fan. No experience required. Listen every Wednesday, at WBNE.org or wherever you get podcasts. 
That's not a Disney fan cast, I promise. The cover art is by Graphite, aka Vaishan Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at graphite.vmb. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Tolkien About Pod. And you can also join our Facebook group. And you can find me on Twitter at MCWattsUp and Instagram at MCTurnDownForWatt. You can also support the podcast by going to patreon.com slash TolkienAboutPod, where you will find a variety of tiers and financial levels available for whatever your situation is. And you can become a sponsor of That's What I'm Talking About, like, oh, geez, why do I never look these up in advance? Like Matt. Matt, thank you so much for becoming a supporter of That's What I'm Talking About and being this week's episode sponsor. Um, but yeah, you can also become a sponsor and do that by going to patreon.com slash pod. So a couple weeks ago, the discussion question was, what is your favorite reunion of characters in fiction? On Twitter, Meredith said Hiccup and Toothless and all of their families at the end of How to Train Your Dragon 3. Um, I was traumatized by that and I sobbed my weight in tears. So that was fun. Um, also on Twitter, Kelly said Dory and her parents and finding Dory. Very wholesome. In our Facebook group, Jason said Han and Leia in The Force Awakens. In, uh, Discord, in Discord, Valerie said Rory and Lorelai after Rory realizes how stupid she's been and they reunite in season six. Yes, very good. And Claire also in Discord says Stanley and Zero with the rest of the boys at the end of Holes. And you will be able to hear more of my thoughts on holes this week on Bacon and Eggs, because for whatever reason, Tyler and Ethan asked me to come on to cover holes. So, yep, that's happening this Thursday, I think, if I plan this correctly. It might already be out. I don't know what date or year or month it is. So, this is fun. This week's discussion question is, what is the saddest goodbye you've ever seen in fiction? Now, I'm going to explain this to, it can be a goodbye to a television show or a movie series or a book series that was coming to an end. It can be a goodbye of characters who had to leave the show because the actors were leaving. It could be a goodbye of a character who died or something like that. I already know my saddest goodbye is the finale of The Good Place. <sighs> a cheating Eleanor in the ocean, the waves. Ah, I'm gonna cry starting just thinking about it. So tell me what your saddest goodbye is. And um, like two weeks from now, I will share those and sob openly on the podcast. So that'll be fun. All right. Holy cow. That was we I'm so sorry to have you guys talk for so long. <laughs> I tried to like move us through this chapter as as fast as possible. This isn't too but... bad for us. Yeah, we're, we're under. We're under in time. <laughs> okay, that's, good. That's amazing. Normally, we're two and a half hours. This is so... this what this feels like. This is so nice. We finished early. <laughs> this is so nice. There is there's so much to talk about so i'm i'm glad that like we were able to to talk through it so yeah so all that being said do you guys have any uh parting words for the audience well no this has been great honestly this is this is fantastic i will be listening to the to the next uh, your next couple episodes here because i want to see how this finishes out because i'm yeah i'm blown away <laughs> um that that just some of the things that you said here i was i was looking over at lane i'm like oh, wow this is this is oh well this is gonna set up perfect Uh-oh. uh so no i'm i'm excited for that uh, this has been this has been great thank you very much it's been awesome yeah, awesome, no, I'd, cool. I'd just like to say thank you, Mary Clay. This is really cool uh, to all your listeners. Um, continue on the journey, and uh, we'll see you uh, as the road goes ever on, I guess. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about is a proud member of WBE. You can learn more about the network. Mm, words.
You can learn more about the network by going to wbne.org where you Oh my god. You can learn more about the network by going to wbne.org where you I'm gonna scream. You can learn more about the network. <laughs> oh my god, why is my mouth? My mouth and my lips and my tongue are not forming. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. <laughs>